prayer means everything to me. Glory to God. Okay, before I go on, I want you to see something that I don't know if you can see, but right there where you see my spinal cord at the bottom, there's some black spots in there, and that's not cancer. That's surgical clips from a surgery I had almost 30 years ago. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. So at about age 12, I started having trouble with heartburn. It's kind of unusual, but I had a congenital problem. Uh, I'm sorry to say my son Luke has the same problem, and it's all my fault. And he makes sure that I know that whenever he gets a chance. I started taking antacids multiple times a day. I started taking Prilosec before it was okayed by the FDA and before it was okay for daily use. And I was taking three or four a day. And I ended up after many years, at about age 36, having a huge surgery. I'm going somewhere with this story, so. And when they put me back together, I had 40 staples on the outside where they went into my chest and fixed my esophagus and fixed my stomach. And I had, the doctor told me, you've got about 12 or 15 staples in you. They call them surgical clips. That's so they charge you more for the staples, you know. But so I have about 12 or 15 surgical clips in me. Now listen, these clips are in me, and I'm going somewhere with this. If I walk over here, guess where those surgical clips went? See, the history of me is now the history of those clips. If I drive to Port Arthur, my surgical clips go to Port Arthur. Now let's get where I'm going with this. In the New Testament, dozens of times, dozens, it uses the phrase, in Christ. And it talks about us being in Christ. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures so you'll hear some of them. Let's look at Romans 12, 5. So we, being many, are one body in Christ. I'm going to go through a bunch of scriptures for just a minute. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all be made alive. In Christ. That's the name of my message tonight is in Christ. We'll look at Romans uh, 3.24. And being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I'm going to skip one and go to Galatians. And it says, this is Galatians 3.26. And it says, for all, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ. Man, the Bible says this dozens and dozens of times. In Ephesians 2, 6, it says, and has raised us up together and make us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I'm going to talk about that grammar in a minute. Are become new. I love the Bible because it, if you just read it, it'll tell you so much. It'll, it'll tell you things that you just never thought they were there. 
said, listen, just like those surgical clips are in me, I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. Listen, if you're born again and you're part of the Christian family, you're in Christ. That's what the Bible says. We're in Christ. You have to understand that Christ is not bound by time. I told Pastor Ron he stole part of my sermon about two weeks ago because he talked about how there is no time in eternity. There's, Christ doesn't look at his watch. You know, we live in, bound up in this little box of time. It's, it's time to go to work. It, it, it's time to go to church. It, we're bound by time. We're mortal. We're flesh and blood, and time is part of what we do. But for Jesus, there's no such thing as time. Everything is eternal. So when you talk about being in Christ, we're not bound to being in Christ at this moment. We're, we're in Christ forever. Listen, that scripture that I quoted in 2 Corinthians, it says, behold, all things are become new. Listen, this isn't a scripture about yesterday or today or something that's going to happen tomorrow. It's eternal. Christ doesn't exist in time. Behold, okay. So now we're in Christ. That's, that's you. That's me. I'm in Christ. Now, this is a hard concept because it's outside of time. I'm in Christ. Listen, when... When Mary was pregnant and she was given birth to Jesus, Pastor Ron was in Christ. You understand? When, when Jesus went to the temple at age 12 and was preaching, Pastor Ken was in Christ. Are you getting my concept? Listen, when Jesus got baptized... We were in Christ. When he chose his disciples, we were in Christ. Now, I'm really going somewhere important with this. When he rode his donkey into Jerusalem, I was in Christ. When they beat him, I was in Christ. This is miraculous. When they nailed him to his cross and they dropped it in that hole that made it stand up and it ripped his hands and his feet, Miss Brenda was in Christ. He's timeless. We don't, it's not that we're in Christ when we go to heaven. No, we're in Christ right now, but we were in Christ when he died. And guess what? The Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know this. You've seen this scripture. And it says the wages of sin are death. And we're not talking about going to a casket. We're talking about eternal death. The wages of sins are eternal, is eternal death. I've sinned. Why don't I have to go to hell? It, it doesn't say anything but the wages of sin are death and all of sin and come short of the glory of God. Why don't I have to go to hell? 
And this is why being in Christ is so important. Listen, after Christ died, the Bible says he descended into hell. Guess where I was? I was in Christ. See, I went to hell with Christ. And then the most miraculous thing of all time happened. Christ broke the bonds of hell and death and broke out of hell. And guess where you were? You were in Christ. You went to hell and the glory of God, the glory of my Savior, took you out of hell. And you're in Christ. There's no time limit on this. If you're born again, you've already been there. And Jesus set you free. Listen, my whole life, I've heard of pastors and evangelists talk about asking the Lord to come into your heart. And I'm going to ask Jesus to come into me. And it's a great word. It's exactly what I want to do. But that's not the miracle. The miracle is I'm in Christ. And everything, the whole history of Christ becomes the history of me, just like those surgical clips that are in me. For 30 years now, all my history is the same as those surgical clips. So I want Jesus in my heart, but the Bible talks about us being in Christ. Asking Jesus into your heart's not wrong. It's the right thing to do. I'm not trying to start a new doctrine about asking Jesus to let me come into him. No, that's not it. I just want you to understand that when you're born again, you get this miracle that you're in Christ. Listen, when Jesus died, I was in Christ. The significance of what we're saying is, is just unbelievable that I went to hell with Christ. Now, here's the really... Here's a fascinating part. After Christ died, descended into hell, broke the bonds of the chains of death and hell, and he ascended into heaven. Christ went to the mercy seat, not the mercy seat in David's temple, the mercy seat that's in heaven that has real angels on either side of it. And you know what he did? He sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat. I was in Christ when that happened. If you're a born-again believer, you were in Christ when that happened. And I want you to understand that your blood got sprinkled on the mercy seat so all of the universe would know that you're saved. Your salvation is set. It can't be taken away. Your blood is with Jesus' blood on the mercy seat in heaven. This is the testimony to all the universe. This is God making a way where there seemed like there was no way. Because the Bible tells me I'm going to go to hell. I mean, when Jesus died, I was in Christ. When he went to hell, I was in Christ. When he went to heaven... I was in Christ, and guess what? When he comes back on his white horse, Pastor Ron, we're going to be in Christ. We're going to meet him in the sky as our worldly body.
body goes away and our spirit meets him. But the Bible says we're in Christ. We're already there. Our eternity is set. Listen, my walk with Jesus isn't simple. It's not easy. I didn't ask to have cancer. I didn't ask for these opportunities with all these people I meet at MD Anderson and so forth. Listen, the people there want me to pray with them. My friend who may be listening now that's in Alabama, she once told me that not to pray for her because she's an atheist. Listen, she loves me. She wants to be with me. She wants to hear what I've got to say. I sit there on one of these exam tables at MD Anderson and the, the people there ask me to pray with them. I've had more opportunity to witness God's glory and God's grace since I've been sentenced to death by this cancer than ever before. But I would have never chosen that. You know, if God would have come to me and said, hey, I'm going to give you some great opportunities to witness, all you have to do is just get esophagus cancer and have your doctors tell you that you only have six months to live, and then you're going to get... I'd have never said, oh, yeah, I'd like that, God. Listen, my son testifies about losing his children. He lost two babies. And he tells that story about how he'd have never chosen that. But he's right. We wouldn't have chosen that, but he can minister to people that no one else can minister to. Listen, I don't understand what it feels like to lose a child. I lost my grandchildren, but it's not the same as your child. Jesus has opened doors for me that I never realized would open. And man, it is so much fun to share Christ. And I have so much fun posting on Facebook. And I'll tell you, I learned from my friend Jenna Stelly how great a witness you could be on Facebook because she posted till two days before she died about the glory of God. And I learned a lot listening and being with her. I want you to take home three things. If you're a born-again believer, you're in Christ. Number two, the history of Christ is now the history of you because you're in Christ. And when, number three, when Christ defeated hell in the grave, you were in Christ. You won. You won. I mean, read the book. We win at the end. When God comes back, I'm going to go to glory. Listen, I'm not afraid of dying. I told Pastor Ron this weeks ago. I'm not afraid of dying and going to heaven. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some wondering how it's going to work. And I don't want to leave my family. I, I want to see my grandkids grow up. I'd, I'd love to be with my wife and my daughter for years to come. You know, we all, the three of us live together. And I, I don't want to lose that. But I'm not scared to go be with the Lord Jesus. I didn't mention my two boys that I want to be with him because, you know, it's not as important. <laughs> now, listen, for those of you that are here on campus and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, you can settle eternity right now. For those of you who are watching online who, who could be all over the world, 
you can settle eternity forever. You can be born again and your history will be the history of Jesus Christ. You'll be redeemed forever. I mean, this isn't like an arrest record that just lasts till you die. <laughs> I talk to criminals every Wednesday, so it's fun to say. It's not like an arrest record. This is eternity. Eternity. I know that's a hard concept. It is for me. Eternity is not, oh, the clock never runs out. Eternity is there is no clock and there's no such thing as time. Today can be the day of salvation for you. And if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'm going to get you to pray with me. Lord, I thank you that you make salvation available. Lord, I thank you that it's a free gift and that I can't do anything toward it, that I can't take glory in it. Lord, I ask that you save me. You come into my life. You be in me and make me be in you where my eternity is settled. If you prayed that, please contact us. Contact us on our website where we can pray with you and help you maybe even find a local church to get connected with. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.